I'm Brett Chang. And I'm Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for TGIF, February 11th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. So Jay, you mentioned that I think it was the Ottawa City YouTube channel got hacked. I saw that on a scroll, I think on CP24 just now. There was some committee hearing going on and someone hacked it and put up a message that the police chief and the mayor and the prime minister had failed either the people of Ottawa or the protesters yeah, yeah. of Ottawa. It was very difficult to tell. Yeah, well, hacking is actually, we have a we have a story later on in today's episode about hacking, but I don't know if you saw this, the Bitfinex hack. Have you heard about this? I have not. Okay, so this was a crypto exchange and basically it stole two people, stole, and we know it's two people now, but they stole, I think it was millions of dollars worth of Bitcoin from it, but that ended up being worth about $3.6 billion as the price of Bitcoin increased. But the craziest part is that the two people are, I, wouldn't, I don't wanna say they're normal, but they're not like the shadowy criminal types that you would expect. So one of them is like a Y Combinator grad, the startup accelerator, just like a tech entrepreneur. And the other one is like a business entrepreneurship commentator. Like she was writing in Forbes, but she's also a rapper who makes, and I hate to say this, I don't wanna be one to judge, but she makes awful music, Jay. And so anyways, it's just like, it's very odd. Was she finding, was she trying to find her own record deal? Well, I think she she was, you know, in fact, she was probably the richest rapper of all time uh, at one point in her life. And it's crazy because you can just see they were like on social media. And so you can see on Instagram, she posted this like picture of her and her husband before the hack and with the caption, like, love getting in trouble with this guy. It's the weirdest thing. So anyways, if you want to see some drama, uh, search the Bitfinex hack and just explore it for yourself because there's lots of fun content there. Between Bitfinex and the Ottawa YouTube channel, what do we have for Peak Pals today? For our first story, cyber attacks. For our second story, earnings season. And for our third story, bedtime. For our first story, a quarter of Canadian businesses have been the victim of a cyber attack, half of which paid up to hackers, according to a 2021 survey by IT company NoviPro and polling firm Liget. Notably, as we mentioned earlier, Ottawa is now one of the people that got to act on this story. I, I can never get over this, Jay, but your French is just uh, absent. <laughs> it's leger. Uh, most criminally motivated hackers use simple methods like phishing emails that trick employees into downloading malicious software, which goes on to encrypt files and bars access to a company's network. Now, it's a lucrative business model with high-profile attacks often carried out by groups that operate somewhat like regular companies with employees and revenue goals and internal hierarchies. Hacking truly is a business now. I... Once they're in, hackers then demand a ransom in exchange for a, quote, decryption key or a computer program that will unlock the files. According to Chainalysis, I think I pronounced that right, Brett, because it's not French, the average payment totaled over $118,000 US in 2021. That's what businesses are paying, but it's actually an increase up from 88000 in 2020 and only 25000 in 2029. So the ransom price is going up. And it's the very sensitive nature of the information being held captive or hostage that puts many companies between a rock and a hard place where the ransom is concerned. So here's a few reasons why cyber criminals are usually in the driver's seat. Well, first, hacking victims often don't want to disclose publicly that they're actually victims and that the data might be compromised. So they're forced to play ball. Second, with remote work now the norm, laptops and internet connected devices at home are usually slash always less secure than ones in a locked down office. And finally, Labor scarcity is making an increased turnover in companies, which means it's easier for data-sensitive security data to actually get leaked. So, Brett, why does the rise in cyber attacks matter so much to Canadian businesses? 
Well, what's crazy, it's it's a very real cost to them. And so you can see now that when the ransoms are being around $100,000 American, it's actually not that much money, which means that there's a ton of different businesses from all different types of industries that are being hit. And this has a real impact on their bottom line. And in some cases, this might even put these businesses out of business entirely. So as this becomes more and more common, just expect that uh, there's going to be almost like a tax on businesses that are operating on the internet with these attacks. For our second story, a bit of a rundown on earnings reports. And here's the big takeaway. Canadian businesses that narrowed their focus and sold off secondary business lines are now reaping the rewards. Uh, Maybe multitasking isn't really all it's cracked up to be. Jay, what were the results of some big Canadian companies' earnings reports? Well, Bombardier, a French word which I pronounced correctly, and TELUS both reported strong earnings in Q4 of 2021 after selling parts of their businesses outside of their core focus. For example, TELUS grew revenue by 20% in Q4 and boosted profits by 145% after selling its financial solutions business to Die and Durham. Bombardier's turnaround strategy of selling its train and commercial airlines divisions to focus on private planes seems to be working too. The company earned a profit of $238 million in Q4, a reversal from the loss of over $300 million incurred the previous year. And so to look at this kind of more holistically, there are a number of reasons why conglomerates choose to sell off parts of their businesses. In some cases, the sales can raise money needed to pay down debt and improve their balance sheet. That's looking at you, Bombardia. You weren't doing too well until you sold everything off. Other times, they want to get out of sectors where they have less competence and invest in new areas with better growth opportunities. For example, TELUS is using the cash from their financial services sale to finance a push into healthcare and buy more spectrum for 5G. Sometimes, businesses believe investors will value their company more if they break it up into separate entities. Brookfield's considering this exact path with a plan to spin off its asset management business into a new $100 billion company. But there's a new factor at work as well. The supply chain, you can cue the ominous music. Yeah. According to Canaccord CEO Don Deviao, it's a supply-constrained market. And if people want to grow, they have to buy something to grow when you just have less supply available to you. And so the difficulty buyers are experiencing getting the labor and equipment they need to expand gives sellers an advantage, creating an opportunity to command a higher price for their assets. So Jay, if we zoom out on this, do we expect companies to continue to focus in on their core competencies? Are there more deals to be done? Well, it's hard to say, but $436 billion of deals got done last year in Canada, and analysts expect the market to remain hot in 2022. So take from that what you will, Brett. For our last story, the best things in life are free. You know those things I'm talking about, Brett. Love, friends, and of course, sleep. But for something that costs nothing but time, why are almost a third of Canadians deprived of getting enough shut-eye? Brett, why aren't Canadians sleeping? Well, so Canada, let's just take a step back. We're not doing so hot on the sleep aspect of things. Canada's coming in third after the UK and Ireland as the most sleep-deprived country. We're actually tied with the US for this esteemed ranking. Health Canada suggests that adults 18 to 64 They catch the Zs for about seven to nine hours a night to maintain good health. Still, so few of us invest in our rest, which results in many problems that could be solved by simply prioritizing our sleep. And these problems include, (laughs) aka this describes Jay Rosenthal, people who sleep less than six hours a night increase their chances of developing coronary heart disease by 48% and stroke by 15%. Canadians lose 80,000 working days and $2.4 billion every year due to poor productivity in the workplace caused by lack of sleep. And 61% of Canadians 18 to 34 have canceled social events to stay home and sleep. 
That's me. That's me in a non-COVID era, just sleeping through all my parties. So we know that poor sleep impacts our physical and mental health as well as our economic performance. But if peak pals do want to improve their sleep, here's some tips from doctors on what to do. So one, stick to a sleep schedule. Set aside no more than eight hours for sleep. Pay attention to what you eat and drink. Don't go to bed hungry or stuffed. Create a restful environment and a room that's ideal for sleeping. Limit daytime naps. That's a tough one for me. Include physical activity into your daily routine. And this one's the easiest one of all. Manage your worries. Now, Jay, what's the big takeaway for Canada's poor sleep performance? Just manage your worries, Brett. Yeah. That'll take, that'll do the trick. <laughs> uh, well, this is something we really should do better. And I am a terrible, terrible example of this. But all those things you described, those six things, I refer to them in sort of doctors as sleep hygiene, which I think is a pretty cool phrase. You know what, Jay? All I care about is that you show up sharp, ready to record every single day. And so as <laughs> let, long as you're let, doing that, yeah. Let me know when that happens. <laughs> okay. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to. And only. Daily Canadian business news podcast in the country. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. As always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. Thank you, Dale, and thank you, Brett. And Brett, maybe that's why I can't learn French as easily as I should, because I don't get enough sleep. No, I think it was just because you grew up in America, but yeah. (laughs) Fair enough. Have a good day, Brett. You too.